Sensitivity is intelligence. With grace and skill, you have abundance. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Host Kelly Briggle is a psychic medium, numerologist, healer, and teacher. Her passions are learning about the soul and energy. Whether through spirit, emotion, or vibrational numbers, there is always a pathway of information waiting to help. Now, here's your host of the Psychic Hour, Kelly Brickle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. It's another week. It's Wednesday. Welcome, everybody, coming on in. Hello. Oh, we have a little bit of an echo. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not quite sure why we have an echo. We've never had that before. Um, we will figure it out. That's what we do. Okay. So today we have Pete Orbea on the show today. He is a medium paranormal investigator, and he's also a mayor. So that's always fun. And we're going to be diving into the topic of the day and then bring our guest on in. And that making sure that, okay, that's what it was. I figured out the echo. You know, we are learning. This is the second week that we have. Oh, the echo is back. Okay. Pete, Pete's with me on backstage. Pete, can you hear that echo on your side? This is so funny. This has never happened before. Give me a nod if you can, because <laughs> I don't want everybody just hearing that loop. Hmm. Okay. I think I figured it out. Okay, cool. I figured it out. All right. Hey, all right. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for your patience. That's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes I wonder if we're still in the shadow of Mercury in retrograde. You never know. But thank you for everybody um, giving me some feedback. I'm glad you don't hear it on your part. Um, I guess let's start with the topic of the day. The topic of the day I was really inspired to dive into was how we all fit together and we support each other, like kind of like a wheel, like whether it's spokes or an axle or the momentum that everybody generates to kind of get the world going, to get the community going, to get your own personal energy energies going. Um, we all collectively hype each other. And we share energy. And, and this is something that I really, really believe that regardless of if we're conscious of it or even if we are, let's say, meaning to give someone energy, we're sharing energy and we are creating this, uh, uh, just this, this amorphous connection of impressions, feelings, thoughts, memories, and the people who are sensitive can pick up on that stew per se and a couple of those ingredients because it's happening always all the time. 
And we see things within the physical reality and we go, oh yeah, like that's a person, they're six, four or they're five, you know, seven, they have brown hair, they have green eyes. And we see these physical characteristics of a person and, you know, from let's say the color of their eyes that you can go, oh, maybe they have, you know, a certain kind of bloodline. Maybe they, you know, their culture is this, maybe their background is that, how the tone of their voice is, um, what they're wearing. But there's this whole level of generational energy, emotional energy, spiritual energy that you can always tap into. There's all these different exchanges of energy. And so when you become sensitive to that, you understand how sacred energy is. And you want to hype people up, whether just being a more helpful person, giving a smile, knowing that we're not here for very long and you want to make the best of it, or creating things where you can share your passion, share your voice, share your beliefs, unite people so they can share their beliefs. Um, It just... It's a matter of what you want to share because we're all sharing anyway. And I know a lot of people, when they dream about sharing, like with their their career usually or with their time, like whether it's charity or just donating just, you know, energy where they can be a part of a cause to help support, sometimes, and I would say most times when people first start, they overthink they overthink it. They go, well, what do I, you know, what do I want to do? And am I going to like it? Or how am I going to do it? And is anyone going to like it? There's these considerations of, you know, is it worth it? Whether is it worth it to me? Is it worth it to others? Is it worth it to invest? And the thing is, we overthink so much and we're already sharing, like we're already doing it. We're already vibing with certain people that we vibe. Sometimes for reasons we don't even know why, because there's an underlying knowing, there's an underlying relationship of energies already. There's just a natural rapport, a magnetic pull, um, a gravitational force that makes you think, that makes you go, all right, I'm connected to this, or maybe I'm connected to this because I keep thinking about it and you get signs and you get validations. And the thing is we try to put labels on, okay, what kind of person should I be? Or, you know, what should I do next? And really, um, since everything is just happening on another level, you can kind of embrace the fact that, okay, I'm sharing energy. So what if I don't overthink this, what I naturally want to do or what I'd naturally be good at or that I naturally even want to try because my energy is already there. A part of me is already there. That's why I keep thinking about it. That's why I feel so connected to these people, to these events, to these, these things that light me up. I'm already there. And whether you are inspiring others in a more, let's say, conscious way, because there's so many things that are going on on so many levels, but when we bring our energy consciously to the platform, consciously in front of other people, that helps people in a way where they turn a light on even deeper or fuller within their being and go, 
hey, I guess we are sharing energy. You know, your your brightness or your consciousness that you are putting out that I can't miss because you're in the forefront reminds me of what I can do and who I am. So not everybody, let's say, wants to be out in the forefront, but everybody can. And the people who are, whether they're teaching or they're training or they're leading, it could be in, in, in any role. It could be political. It could be uh, managerial. It could be entrepreneurial. It could be, you know, you're doing platform reading, psychic mediumship, or just teaching classes. Whatever you want to do, your charge in that just becomes how can I just sprinkle the awareness? And some people really lean into that mission and other people are just, here's my gift. And what about your gifts? What is the remembrance of your gifts? Here's my excitement. Here's my passion. What is the remembrance of your excitement? What's the remembrance of your passion? This is who I am. And people can see clearly, you know, I do this kind of work or I'm this type of person. What kind of work do you want to do? What kind of person are you? And sometimes people look like they're in their bliss or, you know, they're on the journey to figuring things out. And it raises all those questions. Are you in your bliss? Where are you figuring things out on your journey? And these energies are amplified. So we're always sharing. We're always helping. And we're really made to be parts on this wheel. We're really made to be threads in this tapestry where we're just exchanging energy on a more wholehearted level. We're already doing it. So if you were to not overthink it and go, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's see how it goes. What's the next step? What is the next step? And where would your heart open up on the journey if you got brave, if you got courageous to go, I don't know how to do this, Um, I feel like it's important. I feel like it's a part of me or I want it to be a part of me. What's going to happen next? So wherever you are on your journey and whoever inspires you to help wake you up to be more on your journey, whether you are the teacher or the student or, you know, growing in who you are or strengthening who you are, um, you're exchanging different levels and you are a part of always a different spectrum wherever you are. We are young in so many different parts of our energy and we are wise in so many different parts of our energy. Just enjoy the journey wherever you are and just have fun swimming, walking, exploring, diving, and remember to open your heart along the way. It will make you know, see, and feel things. Um, and just trust the process. So with that said, thank you everybody for coming on in. And in just a moment, we're going to bring on Pete. And with that said, I'm going to introduce him and, and let's just welcome him to the stage and the psychic hour. Okay. Hey, Pete. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I want to give you an introduction um, for everybody who is new to knowing you and learning about you. Um, Okay, away we go. 
So with that said, Pete Orbea is a paranormal researcher, also known as Paranormal Pete. He's a medium and also the mayor of Port Gamble, Washington. He loves leading ghost walks, paranormal investigations, and helping with local events in town while juggling his duties. Every year, he helps coordinate the Port Gamble Ghost Conference, which helps others learn about their sensitivities and the other side. Being a part of this historical town has given Pete the ongoing opportunity to develop his skills for communicating, investigating, and learning about the paranormal through the spectrum of the esoteric and practical. Welcome, Pete. Thank you. Great intro. That show, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's the teaser. You know, uh, this is my energy. I have I have walked this path. Now we don't know all the in betweens, Pete. We need to know how you did it, how you're doing it, how you'll continue to do it. You're not sure. going anywhere yet. Sure. Well, I mean, uh, my journey into mediumship and and the more spiritual side of things was nothing that I ever expected, um, you know, growing up. And it was kind of, I'd like to say that about 10 years ago, the universal two by four hit me in the head and, and said, I'm supposed to pay attention. And so, you know, before I had started paranormal research and investigations and had joined a team before discovering mediumship, and so I was kind of very much on the, you know, open to experiences because I've had them all my life and knew there was something to it. But I also wanted to have a logical explanation for everything or have pieces of evidence that corroborate activity. And so, you know, as far as my journey into the paranormal, I got to learn more of a, more of the pragmatic side of investigating and, and learning to ways to be skeptical and then very quickly doing the ghost walks here in Port Gamble, um, ghost walk tours, I became a believer in the paranormal. And even at that point, I'm still very skeptical of mediumship, but uh, um, along the way, I got a psychic reading from my good friend, Seth Michael uh, at the Oregon ghost conference. And that changed my life <laughs> basically um, that, that kind of awoken me to everything that I didn't know was going on around me. <laughs> just always chalked it up to my imagination, you know, that I just had very wide imagination, but then quickly realized, no, nope, it was always there, but I just didn't know what it was. And so for the last nine years, um, learning about mediumship, I had a great mentor, William Becker from Paranormal Insights. Um, he kind of helped guide me through all of it. And so that was, um, I always recommend to people, like if you're just kind of discovering gifts or they're coming to the surface, like to get, get somebody that you know and that you can trust to kind of be a mentor, you know, through, through the process. And so I've been doing uh, professional readings for about nine years now. Um, and it's just been life changing in a, in a great way. Um, you know, I liked your topic coming into the show today about we're all sharing energy anyways and being conscious of it. And that's something that I think I try to share. I don't know if I'm like consciously thinking about it the same way, but 
I agree. Like the more that we can share that, like on my ghost walk tours that I do, um, they're happening right now. You know, it's October. The only month ghosts come out, you know, is what most people think, but um, they're around all the time. (laughs) They're all around all the time, but I'm doing a lot of, I do a lot of tours in October and uh, you know, it's something I try and like, you know, share with the group of, you know, there are random people from, you know, all over the place that come on the tours. And it's kind of fun to be able to like share that, you know, that there is this energy and we're all a part of it and to be conscious of it and recognize it. And, and I hope that, you know, like the efforts that, you know, that you're, you're putting out there into the world and me and many others, um, hopefully, we'll get to a point where it's just more of an accepted, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say mainstream probably is not a great word to use, but it's, you know, get it to where it's just a, just a part of a fabric of who we are as people, because, you know, you mentioned, you know, it could get it, you can use it in politics and your job and everything else. And imagine, um, now I'm sounding like John Lennon. Uh Oh, um imagine if everybody people yeah (laughs) imagine if everybody in the world was conscious of their energy and the sharing of energy between living beings you know would there be less tribalism would there you know be less divisiveness you know in the world and so i you know to get back to what i was talking about you know at, at all I've realized that everything is happening in life for a reason at the right time and, and to just like go with it, um, <laughs> you know, just accept it. Right. You know, and, and go with it. So, but you know, um, I've been doing ghost tours here in Port Gamble for, this is my 12th season. I'm just starting and there's always new stuff to talk about. There's, and you know, I'm always learning, which is great. And so I think it's, it's a lot of fun to share that with people. Um, you know, one of the things that I try and impart on people on my tours is the thought and remembering that ghosts were people once too, just like you and me. And to remember in spirituality that to remember that human element, because once someone's gone and they've crossed over, they're kind of, have entered this bias that we all have that there's something else there's there's something else now those people are something else they're not people there's something else now and so we treat it totally different because of our own bias when i say someone is a ghost everybody's got their own internal bias of what that is right and so one thing i've been trying to do and do the past couple of years is it was just like um it was shown to me um, in it to have this realization that, oh yeah, remember there were people too. Yes. And that helps you, that puts a different light back on them and it kind of creates that human connection again. And there we get into sharing energy and connecting with energy. Um, Absolutely. Right. I don't know. It, it's, it's Oh, I I've, believe. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So it's something I've been trying to, to put out there, like on my tours, it's a great place to do it. There's a lot of people that come out for the tours. And so it's a good, a good platform uh, to, to share that kind of thinking. And um, I've just Let really, me know. 
Yeah, go ahead. Let me know what you think about that too, because I do think that is a next big step in a lot of paranormal research and investigation, acknowledging um, that, you know, what really ghosts are and it's not um, like, oh, they're around and it's scary. It's literally just a different part of the human experience and you're just helping to translate what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And, And in the real world of things, you know, there's in regards to the paranormal field and the study of the afterlife is there's like a scientific side, right? That, you know, none of it's going to be real until science gets on board with it. Right. And, but you know, the problem is, is we have all the evidence. There's tons of evidence, but evidence doesn't equal proof. And for science to come around, we got to have proof and repeatable proof. But then you have people like you and I and every other psychic and medium out there that taps into this human experience that we have after physical life. And we know what we feel, right? We know what we're seeing. We learn to trust what we're seeing and feeling and hearing and downloading and all that. But it's how do we how do we get that on paper in a pragmatic way? <laughs> right? Yes. I think we're getting there. I think we're getting, what do you think? Well, I think it's slowly moving in the right direction. Um, you know, it takes, well, I guess one thing that would really probably help the entire field is if there were some sort of scientific standards established with paranormal research and how you report and, what to report and that there's a standard set of tools that are used you know there has to be some standards for testing and hypotheses and repeating and proving and there's just not that yet there's there's so much everyone's doing their own thing and so until there's like an established set of parameters that are accepted by the entire field of paranormal research from a scientific standpoint, it might be kind of hard to get there from a spiritual standpoint, psychics and mediums and and spirit communication. How do we quantify that in a way that science can understand? We have to go, right. We can only trust what we feel and see and hear and experience um but you know how is that quantified there the the beautiful thing is there are a lot more researchers like um nde near-death experience researchers um people that deal with the brain like neuroscientists and just the the many different facets like they're actually having interest now in people like us that do this work and they are seeking individuals who you know, specialize in certain types of their mediumship or their healing abilities. And they are having studies where this skill is, is replicated enough where they're like, Oh, there's something here. And we're, we're just trying to get down to the, the center of it. And so they're finding which tests or which um, places to look where there is frequent um, 
you know, similarities in the work right. that we do. There's overlapping similarities. Yeah. And I think in the, and you tell me what you think, Pete, in the, the paranormal research kind of department, they're still finding their way because it's all about testing. And so um, it's all about testing and they choose so many different tools and they have many different techniques and they kind yeah. of like sometimes that they don't know what's going to happen with, with mediumship in your eyes, you kind of do prep yourself a certain way, but then you leave it all up to, to spirit. Um, right. And with paranormal investigation, they're kind of just, they're, they're, they don't know how to communicate yet and always and always, but they're just kind of like, let's try this and let's try that. So there has to be some type of yeah. grounding in it. So yeah. talk about that. Well, I mean, it would be a heck of a lot easier if someone would just invent an instrument that says there's a spirit standing in front of you. That's a 35 year old male who died of a, they got crushed in a logging in its incident. And they're, you know, <laughs> nobody has that okay. device yet. But. I promise you it's getting there because yeah. there's devices that actually can like develop brain waves into letters and words like they're working on it. I'm, I'm telling cool. you, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all coming. And, and there has to be, I think there has to be this, um, this kind of kindred spirit, to use a pun here, of investigating pragmatically and scientifically and also using mediumship to combine the two to move the whole field forward. Like if you think about... Um, like CERN, the Hadron Collider, um, mm. and the the God particle, and that scientists have, that physicists have proven the existence of other realms, of other realities. Right. Like, how can we get that all together <laughs> into into collecting data of haunted houses and people's personal experiences, collecting that data, voices, video, photographs, coupled with a medium's impressions of a place that's validated, plus, you know, you know, physicists that are proving the existence of other realms. How do we put that all together? And that, There's I think, would give a great picture. It would. They're still working on it. Um, I was hearing a physicist talk one time. And they were talking about, you know, quantum physics and they were searching um, for the existence yeah. of something to actually demonstrate within like an atom that like additional energy can be stored where like where our consciousness carries on. And right. the physicist was like, he was, ve he's, he's a very skeptical physicist. He's like, I wish, he's like, I wish there was, we haven't found it yet. We're still looking. If it was something, it would have to be so subtle that anything that we've used to detect it, like we haven't been able to even like breach the surface on it. Right. So he's like, you know, we yeah. haven't found that subtlety yet. So they're still, they're, they're still going at it. Yeah. But a lot of people have found bridges to that within their yeah. own just and the more bridges the, yeah the more bridges we have the more pathways we have to get to more answers and you know from a medical standpoint and a physiological standpoint like the more we can understand the brain the more mediums will make sense 
because they'll be able to explain what is going on in their brain that is different. And, you know, so I know that there's people researching that and, and mainstream science is kind of, like you said, getting more interested. They're getting more interested in it because they're trying to explain things that they've never been able to explain. You know, so it's an exciting time to be in the field of paranormal research and being a medium, you know, there's like a, there's like a mass awakening, I think, going on with, you know, people in general of being more conscious of spirituality and their energy and others, people's energies. And, and so it's all moving in a, in a positive direction. I agree. I think. You know, you see the the younger kids coming in and they, what, how can I put it? Not everyone is necessarily super excited about intuition or spirituality, but they, they just feel deeper. And they also have this kind of rebellious nature of knowing that the way that we've done it before isn't the right way. And so they want to explore things like what it means to be human. And so you're getting into all these identity issues and really it's a spiritual question of who are we really and what are we capable of and what boxes have we really put ourselves in? So you're looking at all the young people really struggling with these identity issues, not in their forties, not in their fifties where a lot of people have spiritual awakenings, but in their teens, Yeah, you know, the evolutionary clock, and transformational potential has jumped forward that that much yeah. it's really right. interesting right and then it's it, it kind of makes you wonder and it's another kind of interesting thought with this kind of newer awakening and younger people being more open to look at unconventional ways to explain things think about the druids and the ancient egyptians and aztecs and all the ancient civilizations like what did they have figured out <laughs> Right. And so I think they had, you know, a a better connection to their spirituality and and their beliefs and everything. Right. And so it's like kind of interesting to think that thousands of years ago, people were beyond where we're at today with spirituality. You know what I mean? Like back then, I think they were more advanced in that way. And so it's just kind of interesting to think with all our technology and everything that civilizations from thousands of years ago were probably more advanced with the spiritual development of everything than we are today. It's kind of interesting. I think so. I think people lived simpler lives and they were able to devote themselves to the areas that they felt were like them, their, their, their mission, their path. And, yeah. and everyone had more, again, specified roles within how they could contribute to the community because communities were smaller. And there's so many distractions now. And then we experience even our spirituality with the filters of what is around us. Like, right. you know, the signs around us rather than spirit directly, we get signs where you know, it's reminding us who we are, but the sign is through the filter of how we will actually be able to see it rather right. than the, the purity of, okay, yeah, grandpa's here or, yeah. you know, uh, I'm getting direct channel. You know, we, we have to work our way to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just an interesting thought. <laughs> 
it is you it know, is to, to wonder about that stuff and i you know i don't know if any of the listeners have any ideas on that but it, it's an interesting thought and it's a kind of makes me want to go back in time sometimes to see what it you know see what it was like and how connected they were to the spiritual side of things back then like really what was it like you could tell your family you're cutting off the electricity for a month uh (laughs) you know starting a garden in the backyard (laughs) okay that maybe i don't know about cutting the power (laughs) (laughs) yeah no thanks i Uh, like to have power (laughs) and and clean fresh water and and (laughs) working toilets (laughs) better food yeah (laughs) well i don't know maybe somewhat better food yeah no it's interesting to think about and and uh you know just the whole spirituality movement that i think that's going on it's kind of exciting to see and and people discovering them you know more about themselves than they ever thought and um you know this is a great segue to talk about the poor gamble ghost conference to find places there's more places now you can go to and talk about shared experiences you know 20 years ago even um, you know, most of the time I think people would keep their paranormal experiences to themselves and what they're experiencing. Cause the first thing you think is, well, people are going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I, am I crazy? You know, you even question yourself and, and, you know, there's just, just kind of movement going on worldwide and, you know, ghost conferences in general are great places to go meet other people and have those shared experiences and in one important gamble this will be our 14th year and it just keeps it you know we have limited venue size but it grows and there's different people that come every year um there we have a great group of core people that do stuff at the conference every year i think in the pacific northwest we've got some of the best minds in the paranormal out here there's a lot more teamwork up here in the pacific northwest you know between teams and and um you know so i'm excited to have you at the conference this year making the trip up and i think you're going to love the town and and the conference and and just the feel of everything it's an action-packed conference this year but um it's november 10th through 12th and you're going to be teaching a class about discovering gifts and you're also doing a live numerology gallery reading which is really cool we've never had that before and so i'm excited for that but we've got a lot of great vendors we've got speakers from different corners of the u.s talking about varying a lot of varying different types of topics so um you know, I'm really excited for this year. We've got, um, we're using two venues. We've only always used one venue, but we're getting to use two venues this year, which allowed, um, well, there was a ton of people that applied really fast this year. So we filled up really fast with, with people wanting to come speak and teach. So we kind of got double the action with two venues. There'll always be something going on in both venues, especially on, on Saturday, the conference, but it's a great place to come meet other people and people that have maybe had the same experiences that you've had, you know, and be able to talk about it and not have the feeling of, well, geez, these people are going to think I'm crazy, 
you know, no, no, probably not. Cause they've probably had an experience similar to yours, you know, or maybe you're just discovering mediumship. There's going to be a lot of mediums there that have gone through what you're going through. You know, they've gone through all that stuff or still going through it. And so I really look forward to that. If anybody's interested in coming, you can go to portgamble.com or go to what's on my hat here, portgambleparanormal.com. And you can find the link to the conference there. And you get to see Kelly. She's doing a couple different things there. And uh, I mean, what, you know, from what you've seen, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> well, yeah, I've never been there. I've never been to Port Gamble, Washington, and this is going to be my first conference. And so from what I've seen, I know that there's a gazebo somewhere. But, well, <laughs> we have we have our pavilion. The lodge. Yeah, there's a, a pavilion. Lodge. Okay. Yeah, we have a pavilion. That's where some of the speaking presentations are. It's, so for people that don't know, Port Gamble is one of Washington's oldest towns. It's on uh, just off of Puget Sound, so across from Seattle. And it was a logging town. And it's always been a company-owned town, still is today. So there's not very many of those left. And so and the longest-running sawmill in U.S. history here. And it's just a... I don't want to use the term, but it's just describes it. It's a magical place. <laughs> There's it's just, a magical place. It's our oldest building is 1859. It's the oldest residence in Washington. And then our newest house here is 1919, just a given date range of the age of the buildings here. And what's left here has been very well preserved and used. So it's, it's more of a, it used to be a working town, logging town, but the mill closed in 1995 and then the company shifted gears and, and it's now a great tourist destination. Uh, if you really want to step back in time into a New England Victorian town, this is where you want to be. So uh, we have what we call our long-term residents here. Big air quotes, long-term residents. And it's just unique here because it seems to be you know, when you look at old West towns, old ghost towns and stuff, you'll have reported activity of spirits, ghosts, poltergeists, whatever you want to call it. But it's usually centralized in like one or two locations in the area. But here it's widespread. It's like everywhere. And there's, you know, half of the activity that happens in town. By the way, we have about 75 people who live here used to be in the town's peak in late 1800s, about 900. But today there's about 75 wow. of us that live here. And there's just half of the reports seem to be spirits just doing what they did every day, you know, in their life, in that house. And then there's another half of it seems to be intelligent where there's, you know, spirits that will communicate with you, that will answer questions. You might get touched um, you know, in the Walker Ames house, the probably the most well-known location in the basement, blonde haired ladies usually will get their hair pulled down there. But this, so there's just, there's intelligent type stuff. And then there's this kind of people just going about what they did every day. And it just really feels like all these spirits are here because they love it here. And they just, they don't want to leave. They just, they keep coming back here. You know, maybe they leave for a while, but they keep coming back. And 
Um, so it's a really cool setting to have this conference because at night, on Friday and Saturday night of the conference, we open up um, a bunch of locations for people to go have a chance to do their own little investigation or be guided through by some of the awesome volunteers we have every year from paranormal teams that so if you've never done it before they can kind of help guide you through the location and you can participate in what they're doing or you can do your own thing and so it's kind of cool you can have the chance to experience the paranormal and it does happen pretty often uh, you know people will have an experience and um you know, my wife, Molly, we were up at the church during an investigation and everyone's just standing around talking and she was just recording video off her cell phone and she caught uh, an EVP, a pretty, wow. you know, pretty loud EVP that came through and she was just kind of uh, just hanging out and listening and talking with the people that were there. And so it's just a unique place, you know, especially with the paranormal and there's again so many great people that come out to this conference that have great perspectives on things i think we have some of the best skeptics in the field up here and so you get to learn from some of those people and it's just a lot of fun so if anybody's out there interested in coming out plus you get to see kelly there doing some events mp mp yeah. Yeah, well, I'm more I'm I'm more or less moderating and kind of keeping the show running uh, this year. I'm not speaking this year, but um, it's a lot of fun. You just go to portgamble.com and then the events tab where you can go to portgambleparanormal.com. And that's where you find all my ghost walk tours that are really starting to kick into gear now and starting my 12th season of doing these tours. And yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Yes. That's a lot to plan and do, but the, the, the biggest thing that I'm feeling when you're talking about your love for Port Gamble and how it's such rich with history and um, there are ghosts and spirits that actively still are present on grounds. It just seems like it's, like the training grounds or like the teaching grounds and yes. they know how many people come and want to learn about them and want to learn about who they were historically or, you know, progressively what this all even means. Right. And it's exciting that there's so many experiences to be had there, whether it's the ghost tours or actually the houses themselves. I don't think I've been to a town. That's one part of, I guess my spirituality that I haven't looked through as much actually going to haunted locations um, and experiencing um, that I, yeah. you know, I've been to historical sites, but I haven't been to a, a whole town other than I would say Lilydale and the activity is quite different. Um, you know, I, with I love your thought on that. I've never really thought of it as like a training ground. For things and it kind of is in a way that's i've never thought of it that way thank you <laughs> hey yeah that's kind of cool yeah I, I like that and like i i feel like the ghost walks i do it's 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 you learn you learn a ton of history because there's so much history here and it's not like evil history um you know which is which is great i've been approached by countless tv shows on you know discovery and travel channel about coming out and doing filming an episode here and 
you know, the when they're interviewing me about it, you know, I always tell them like, hey, if you want legit experiences and legit stuff happening, this is a great place for it. And they almost they go quickly right into where were the murders? Where's the evil stuff? Where's the dark stuff? And I say, it's, it's just not here. That kind of stuff's not here. It's it's a town that is still working as a working town by these spirits. But there's just none of that here. And then they always, you know, okay, thank you very much. Have a good day. You know, and they don't, wow. they don't want to showcase that. Um, there's an agenda? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. They want sensationalism and and things that are going to get the ratings right, the scarier things are. And, and I'm okay with that. Um, someday there might be a show that could really expose this place in a good way, but I'm okay with shows moving on somewhere else. Uh, if they're just looking for evil, dark stuff. I mean, sure, we have a couple of what I call grumpies here in town. But, you know, um, there used to be in the Walker Ames house, you know, there used to be something pretty gnarly in that house, but it's been gone for years. And nobody's, you know, it's it seems to be gone. But other than that, everybody's like nice here. And I mean, everybody is the spirits are pretty nice or they there's some grumpy ones, you know, whatever their circumstances were or they were just a jerk in life. So they're kind of being the same way in the afterlife. And and Absolutely. uh so it's, it's an interesting experience to hear the history and have experiences with that history. It's like a living history almost, I guess, you know. It is. It is. And you're honestly protecting it so it isn't being turned into something else. Um, Try to. I think that. <laughs> no, you do because you could like sell it if you really wanted to to get exposure, but you know that the exposure wouldn't help what the town represents. Right. And so that's pretty. Um, that's yeah, pretty wonderful I, that you're protecting the essence of, yeah. of what makes Port Gamble so amazing. Yeah. Well, the people that, you know, were investigating the paranormal before I even came around, which, by the way, the paranormal has been investigated in Port Gamble officially for 20 years this year. And so the people who did the initial work and continue to do work were so respectful and credible and you know, that's what I kind of learned from. That's that's what I learned in coming into this. And so, like I always say, it's, it's you know, almost jokingly, but I think it might be true. When I started working for the town, I've lived here longer than I've worked here. But when I started working for the town, I told the spirits, uh, you know, hey, I'll help you if you help me. I'll keep your story alive if you help me. And I started at an entry-level position and worked my way up pretty quickly. And, you know, maybe a bit of luck in there, but maybe because of how I try and respect, you know, what those initial investigating teams did to, to, to respect. And, like, I think I've built this rapport here with the spirits and, you know, to preserve their memory and not let it turn into something else. Exactly. Exactly. And I do think 
that there is a breathing conversation where they're like, okay, this person, we're going to help this person. So it's, it's exactly what you said, but it's, 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 it has life where it has footing, like, okay, we'll make it happen. We'll open this door for you. We'll open that door for you. Um, yeah, because you need somebody to really preserve that town and you are and and you're, you're on the 14th year of the Ghost Conference and, and you've really helped expand it. I mean, you, you said that every year it just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, and, and we get different people, which is great. Um, you know, coming different people attending the conference for the first time each year. And I think that's really cool that it's it's become interesting enough that you know more and more people keep coming to check it out that have never checked it out before and i wasn't there at the first one i hadn't started working for the town yet um and so i wasn't there for the first one but i was there for the second one and then i think i kind of took over most of coordinating it by the third year and have been doing it ever since and uh it's just like such a cool experience it's it's very um it's very much an intimate experience because the venues aren't huge so it's not like these huge you know concert halls that we're doing this in it's it's an old theater built 1906 that is that's so cool though i'm so excited plenty of activity oh yeah it's it's such a neat theater and then we have our wedding pavilion so it's one of our wedding venues that we use for the other one and but and again it's not huge but and that one sits right on the looking out over the water so great views there and and uh, fall's just a really magical time here um it really looks like a new england town right now with the leaves turning colors and the architecture so it's cool it's like a step back in time and and i know that you're gonna you're gonna really love the town and and i think you'll you'll feel it when you get here it feels different here (laughs) I'm excited. I really am. I just, yeah, I haven't been really exploring the West Coast um, with small towns enough, especially on my own. So I'm really excited. Molly says that she's like, you're going to love it. I know I am. I'm going to go on some ghost walks probably Saturday night and, and you know, dive in um, after, you know, after yeah. I've done my work and the nerves have died down, I'm going to go out Saturday with everybody. Well, I kind just... of I kind of piled everything up on you Saturday afternoon, and so the rest of the time you can enjoy. <laughs> yes, but uh, that's an, but people are going to be um, having readings at booths and everything, so it's still busy. I would imagine even when people aren't doing uh, speaking events and and uh, classes, and yeah. So I'm I'm going to learn the it's it's an action-packed weekend that's for sure maybe did a little too much but we'll see how it works out (laughs) i prefer it that way honestly i prefer it that way so thank you (laughs) i'm very excited and very um happy to to be a part of the panels and the demonstrations and the classes thank you for for allowing me to come on board for november this year and please Anyone who's curious about it, again, I popped on the link. It's a wonderful conference. Uh, Pete puts so much hard work into the things that he's a part of. Um, If you are um, in the Seattle area, um, come on by. It's how how far away is it from Seattle, approximately? It's it's a 
half an hour ferry ride and then there's different ways you can go it's about an hour from seattle basically but you have to take ferry boats to make it faster so yeah that's where i'm gonna go take a ferry yeah so yeah you can take you can take one from north of seattle and it's about a 25 minute ride and then about a 15 minute ride from there to port gamble or you can take a half hour ferry right from downtown seattle to bainbridge island and then it's about another half an hour drive once you get onto bainbridge island to get out to the peninsula here so it's it's been gonna, looking at i'm gonna have to uh you know ask for some recommendations because there's so many right there's so many avenues or yeah well, what's the most scenic route i'm gonna have to ask you later okay um, yeah and, i can help you out with that <laughs> adventurous route like that yeah. that sounds super fun um uh let's see we're gonna take a couple readings in just a moment to kind of close mm-hmm. out the show because we always love to give back and and pete is so kind and generous as well like that uh angela was talking earlier that she says typically she's more skeptical or turned off by um, things labeled as paranormal versus spiritual, but it's really just a label. Everything is spirit. And so have you found that like the word is just is interchangeable or do you really find that there are different communities like the spiritual communities and the paranormal communities? What has well, been your experience? I think, I think it's natural for humans to kind of divide themselves up into different tribes. So I think that's one side of it. But otherwise, it is just a label. Um, you know, paranormal versus spiritual is, to me, I guess it depends on who is saying it and, you know, who is saying that label and what their perception is, right? Uh, not yes. to be really vague or <laughs> not answer the no, question. No, I think that's but- wise. It's, yeah. uh, but I think it could be the same. I mean, by definition, paranormal means next to normal. Uh, it's not a normal everyday thing, maybe for most people to talk to spirits. And so it could be interchangeable. And I think it really is a label. It just depends on your own bias and your background and your belief system and how you think about things. And so it really is just a label. But I think it, it's it's all the same. I don't think that's vague at all, what you said. I thought it was very uh, perceptive and wise. It depends on who's teaching you or talking about it to you. Because we have our own bias, just like you mentioned. But sometimes when we look up to somebody or we start to you know form like, okay, what is this? Right. We absorb their biases. Yep. And they become ours. And then it gets into your belief system. And yeah. And then it's, it is what it is in your own perception. It is what it is. I I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. And we do sometimes, I think, see things from, you know, different perspectives when there are more communities or tribes, but it really all connects. It really all connects. We're all just looking for the truth. That's what I feel. And yep. When you find genuine people, there's no like, oh, you do it this way. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just you just talk. You just talk and you, like, appreciate each other. That's it. There's no, and there's you no- talk and, more importantly, listen, right? Listening to what other people's perceptions are. Yeah. It's, it is all connected, but our human brains go, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's what I think and what you think and what this person thinks. And <laughs> But that's human. That's part of the human experience here in this, in this part of our journey. 
Absolutely. You know, may we be so brave to share and so humble to admit what we don't quite know. That's what, that's what I'm a fan of. Yeah, exactly. So is there anything on your mind before we just go into just a couple of readings? Um, Well, thanks for having me and congratulations on continuing on your show post WLTK DV. That's really cool. Um, I'm hoping to come back at some point under my own thing. And, and so yes. that's great. Congratulations on that. And, and, uh, if anybody's interested in being in the area and wants to come out and meet me and go on a tour or whatever, just go to portgambleparanormal.com and you can find all the stuff there. <laughs> and you're offering tours, readings, um, I know yep. you've done some classes. Do you have any classes coming mm-hmm. up um, this I just year? Had, um, no, I'm so booked up with tours. I can't do classes. Uh, but I just did one with uh, my good friend Joanne Clarkson from Port Townsend. We just did a mediumship and palmistry workshop, which was a lot of fun in September. And so I'm looking to do something in the springtime once I get through uh, the tour season because it's it's every Friday and Saturday night right now for me um, for tours. And so, um, I look forward to having workshops in the future, but just kind of focusing on tours and the ghost conference. And I do public investigations and kind of teach people how to do a paranormal investigation and, um, in one of the house, the Walker Ames house here. And so those are fun events too, the public investigations. It's just a bustling city and yeah, that's a full week, you know, every Friday and Saturday that's, Yep. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> it's fun though. It's, it's, it's fun. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted and I'm like, ah, I don't want to do a tour. But then once I start and once I meet the people there and their, their excitement gets me going. And, and once I start talking about the town, then it's like, it's game on. <laughs> it's like, let's go. Um, I think this work is, you know, you're, you're making me think of something before we, we, we start in just a moment. Um, you know, this work is very healing, whether we're reading or we're talking about it. And the energy is so high because it's about, you know, that next level that we just sometimes look away from or, you know, we get too exhausted. And when we open up that door and life or spirit says, actually, you have the energy for it all. Actually, you can do this. Actually, just step out and then your limitations blow away. And I feel like this work keeps me really young. How about you? Like you go, well, yeah, I was able to do that. Now I, have I, energy guess, and I, I guess it, it does. And it's it can be exhausting. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I right. just, you, you feel it's the cool. peaks of like restoration I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah. It's definitely a healing thing and it can be exhaustive, but that's from a physical standpoint, usually. And maybe mentally too a little bit, but it is it, when you when you can help somebody, and you know you can tell that you've helped somebody. That's really energizing. That's exciting. That's um, you know you feel like you've done what you were supposed to. You know that you were supposed to do with this work. So yeah, it is energizing. But man, physically. I, <laughs> I mean, I play in a, I play in a band too, so I'm, you know, I'm really busy. And so sometimes it's, you know, it's physically draining, but 
That's why you just drink a ton of water and stay hydrated. <laughs> That's honestly the best one to do. Yeah. yeah. Drink a ton of water. <laughs> drink a ton of um, water. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget your water, everybody. Right. Um, okay. All right. Well, with that said, we'll open up the floodgates and get into some flow. Um, Pete, would you like to start in any particular fashion? Uh, we'll be doing uh, psychic mediumship or whatever you'd like to do. Uh, whatever, whatever your normal flow is for how you do it, I'm good with that. Okay. All right. So um, usually I'll choose one, you choose one, right? Okay. And you can, um, when I tune into somebody, you can tune in right after, or you can just pick a new person, whatever you're vibing, you know? Okay. Um, Sounds good. You can ex expand or... Okay. Just go a different direction. All mm -hmm. right. So I'm going to just choose somebody. All right. I'm going to start with Lynn. Lynn. Okay. And when I open up the energy, I'm just going to feel Lynn and see, and I might pull some cards. Um, if you want, you can pop down some numbers. It's kind of whatever we do to start to open up the energy. Um, okay, so you're asking if you'd like some guidance today because it's it's been a little rocky. All right. So the first thing that I'm feeling, and I don't know that if this is something that's been kind of ongoing within your life, um, but I'm aware it still permeates. Uh, I'm taken to like your house and I'm taken to like kind of overwhelming responsibilities, like overwhelming responsibilities. And again, this could have perpetuated from when you were quite young and it's still something you're just like, you know, life is just overwhelming, exhausting. We we're kind of talking about that kind of before, but it's almost like I'm taken to like almost church and spirituality and it's like you've always had a connection to church and spirituality, but there's this overwhelming kind of responsibility to sometimes do things the way in the way that other people kind of put pressure on you to convince you this is the way or, you know, this is the life that you should live or can you do this for me? And there's this um, it's like you have to isolate and remove yourself um, from people and remove yourself from things in order just to kind of go, oof, okay, um, thank goodness, now I can get in touch with me. And so throughout your life, can you understand there's like a connection to church and you did like church and you're talking about you love spiritual work. And this is just for you. This is just for you, Lynn. Um, so there's been this connection to like God and the divine, but it was always growing up on other per people's ter terms and you've had to like pull yourself away to understand your terms and you're still learning how to do that. And I feel like, yes. So you mentioned something like with your, you know, your husband. So I acknowledge what, what is in the comments and I'm just letting you know what I'm feeling as well as what's in the comments. And, oh, okay. Yes. Thank you for sharing that too, Lynn as well. And I do feel like there's this discord, but there's this discord that goes back to um, like, spiritually and also in like more intimate relationships or like family or deeper connections, there's a tendency to override the way that you naturally feel because you're like, in my heart, I feel a certain way and that this is going to go a certain way, but 
I'm going to tend to the needs or the expectations of the person in front of me because I want to help them and I want to calm them. And I want to try to do it in a way where they will be on board with me helping. And I feel like that's created a lot of discord. Like I feel like that has elongated situations that you've already known have kind of had a timer on them. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's thrusted you into a place and you're talking about right now, you can really identify within this where you have to go, oh my gosh, I saw this coming and I had to be okay with it. It's like, you have to be okay with what you know. Okay. You said 34 years of, I don't know what, yes. So you can understand this. You can understand this, even though you told yourself you don't know what, because you're like, you're, you're, you're tuning into the fact that they don't know what. And you actually know what it's just you go, well, what am I supposed to do with it? If it's two people and they don't know, they're not going to listen to me if they don't even know. See, I did know for some reason. Thank you for acknowledging. And I feel like you've had these knowings and it's not just for some reason because you are in tune with honoring the spirit of other people with honoring the emotions and the souls of other people. And you've, you've always had that quality. And so since you can do it for others, you have that within yourself. So, so you have the knowings. Um, it's just a matter of knowing that they're coming from you rather than, Hmm, are you sure? It's, it just, it seems like there's more to the story. It seems like there's more to the story. And um, I'm going to maybe hand it over to Pete because I don't want to just talk for too long. But like Lynn, the number one thing that I, I'm getting, and we, we might bounce around, you know, with what Pete and I are getting on the situation or, or uh, you just let me know, Pete. Um, the number one thing that I'm getting is like, Lynn, it's your time. Like it's, it's your time. And I do feel like you're really going to breathe. I feel like it's so anxious and tense right now that you're going to breathe and go, you know, it's okay if I don't know what happens next. I actually saw that. I actually saw this coming and I didn't know what to do with it. And that was the only thing I don't know. And I need to breathe and, and lean into something better is coming because I can't hold on. I can't white knuckle it. And I can't just be surviving because there's more to life than this. And I feel like a lot of good things are coming. You just have to breathe and, and, and really lean into your faith and find a, a, this next level of faith that you've always had that you're still learning about. So it's going to be about faith going forward and a new discovery of what God is to you. The universe is to you. Okay. So I'm getting some of that. And then Pete, if you are, if you're getting anything or going in a a different direction, you let me know. Well, I was going to just kind of probably add on as you're, I was feeling a lot of the same things that you were picking up on, but Lynn, for you, I think a lot of it goes back to your relationship with your mother and that it was, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that was a cause of a lot of stress for you. Um, I feel like things aren't going well or didn't end well, or you just had a, a, a hard relationship with your mom and I think it has to do with her mom. <laughs> and so I think a lot of the stuff that holds you back is because of your relationship with your mom. And I'm getting, <clears throat> I don't know if it's like 
a Michelle or a Rochelle or something like that. Um, I don't know if that's... She's validated. She's saying, yes, mom. Her mom can be very overwhelmed. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is grandma or what, but there was, there was a lot of bitterness um, within this relationship and maybe even going to the next generation and that that's kind of what's why you don't realize stuff is coming from you because you had to have this approval from your mom or something. And so I think to go on to what Kelly was saying is, you know, realizing that what you know you need to do comes from you is look at the lessons that you feel that you've learned through your relationship with your mom. And that can give you the guidance to um, be able to accept things and be able to move forward in a confident way, even though right now it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to do that. So what have you learned? Ask yourself, you know, maybe write down what are some of the best things you've learned about the relationship with your mom? And like, those are the things that can give you guidance moving forward. So I hope that helps, but it was just feeling like very maternal, like a lot of like bitterness, um, I see what she says here. Um, No, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's probably time, you know, um, I think there's always a chance to work things out with somebody, but it doesn't mean you have to stay with them. You can work things out to um, have a relationship of sorts, but it might not be a married one. Um, and so like really just reflect on like how your relationship with your mom has been and how maybe if you know, like how her relationship was with her mom and maybe there's some lessons in there that will give you guidance. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that's really wise. And, you know, she mentioned the energy of overwhelming and it kind of took me back to what Pete was saying with the, the dynamics, like with how she grew up and, it's just, you know, mom's overwhelming. And what does that bring to your life or what does that bring to her life? And it's just, do you really have to live in that energy anymore? And even within your marriage, like you don't have to live in being overwhelmed anymore. There's different ways to do it. And just seeing it through, you know, your mom or your dad or, um, you know, her mom, like what that energy brought to them. It's, 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 it's a lot going on right now. Like it's very fresh. Yeah. And, and you, yeah. And try and, and just, I guess the advice would be is try to simplify each day when you get up, simplify and identify what you can do to get through today. Tomorrow you wake up and you figure out what can you do to get through tomorrow. And just try and simplify and take one thing at a time, take one emotion at a time, one example of whatever's going on in your relationship, take one piece at a time. Like don't, don't, it's, it's easy to try and like think about everything, all the 34 years that you mentioned all at once, but you need to like try and and simplify. And from spirit, a lot of times that's what they have as a message for people that are going through hard times is try and just don't take it all on at once. 
simplify and take one piece at a time. Um, so, you know, try and like reflect on what lessons have you learned in dealing with your mom over the years that have worked. Hopefully there's something that you can draw on of, of some lesson or thing you learned to do that worked with her and that's going to work with you. That's going to work in your current situation. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. I think, you know, when we're by ourselves too, we learn not how to get overwhelmed. We learn how to manage our energy. When there's people around us and strong personalities around us, they dictate how things go and we're always being reactive. And that is a very overwhelming experience. So I do think that this is normal to, to feel all these feelings with such um, intense um, difference within your life now surfacing. And it's just like, you know, the motions are needed. You know, it's, 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 it's a grief period. It's a readjusting period. Like let yourself feel the uncomfortableness and know that life is about change. It's not meant to stay this way. It just yeah. go through the motions and know that just like it wasn't like this a couple of days ago, it's not going to be like this in a couple of weeks or months. It's not going to be the same, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, life is opening up for something different. And this is about you getting back behind the driver's seat of your own life. Okay. You got this. It's meant, it's supposed to be scary. If it wasn't scary, you know, uh, yeah. People wouldn't hang on as long. You know what I mean? People yeah. wouldn't try to sort through it. People wouldn't try to do whatever they could not to look at the reality. It's scary. You know, embrace the, embrace the truth of your power. That's what I say. Embrace the truth of your pitch. Okay. So, um, Pete, would you like to choose some, um, a person, which direction you'd like to go? Yeah. Um, Well, one just came in. Um, you're so, welcome. In. Yeah, totally. You're welcome. Um, so Charmaine's that came in. She's from New, New Zealand. Well, hello. Yes. Hey. Uh, <laughs> it's a serious illness, and I'm looking to get stem cell therapy. Can you see a positive result? I want to be able to walk well again. It's the same autoimmune condition that Celine Dion has. Well, I'm sorry you're going through that. Um, well, I feel like even though that you don't have a positive outlook, like you get kind of down about this you feel like there's no way out but i feel like in general you're a really positive person and you have to stay that way um i think it's hard for me personally as medium to know what's going to happen uh especially with like medical stuff but i feel like I feel like that if you move forward to stem cell therapy, you'll be, you'll have that to build on. And do you have an, I'm wondering, do you have an aunt that's got something like a similar sort of 
situation. Um, I guess the main thing I, I, I feel like I'm getting is you have something to build on, but I can't tell you which way to go. And Kelly, if you've got a different, you know, if you're picking up something different, it's, it's hard to sometimes tell like from medical stuff, like what's going to work and what's not. So I try and focus on the person and I feel like that, everyone considers Charmaine everyone considers you to be like a positive person and like they go to you for help and so you need to like try and stay in that mindset of how you help everyone else to use that to help yourself and um you know the stem cell therapy could be a good building block for you to get better and feel better in general and I think if you're if you can stay positive and like help yourself instead of, you know, what everyone else needs, you might be able to just innately feel better and, you know, have better health just from that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think um, self-care is really eminent right now. And I feel like, um, like you have a lot of tenacity within yourself as a person naturally. Like again, uh, Pete said, you love helping others. Um, you really, I think are a type of person where you want to explain things. You want to set um, people straight. You want to set the record straight. So you, you've stood up for your beliefs often within the path uh, in the past. And often now you're just that type of person where you don't necessarily care what other people think and let if it's the right thing if it's right by you and you think it's the right thing um to be done you're like it's just the way it is and with this um disease that you're going through i do think if you can take that tenacious attitude with the self-care i i feel like there is more time on your side with that um, I, I keep getting the, like Spirit was talking about archive, archive your research or archive your findings or your journalings. And it's just like creating um, more emphasis on your work and who you are as a person. And I feel like rather than going to others and Pete highlighted on this and, and help them, um, if you can start building your body of work where people can find you and your body of work lives on. And also you create um, a place where you're bringing people together through your own leadership. But but in order to enact your leadership, you do have to have a lot more self-care and you do have to have a, you build within your own self-identity during this time. And you do have to cluster it in all your work. And it, it really becomes like your legacy um, and I do think there will be tremendous amounts of love generated around you where whether, you know, in the past, I feel like you're finding, if you can understand the riffraff or, or connecting to the rebels, right? And it's just like, you can actually be a beacon where they find you rather than you're coming to find them. I know if you can understand that, but building up and tending to yourself in a certain way and preserving what you have done and what you'll continue to do. I do think it is going to give you an immense amount of peace and a uh, immense amount of purpose. You're like, I have to work in this capacity now. Um, 
because I do think it is a time to kind of sit with your, your thoughts and sit with all you have done rather than go and do and be on the fly as much. So yes, we might, you might find yourself a little bit more set it, set it. What's that word? Sedentary, set it. Sedentary. Yeah. I think I I know what you're saying. (laughs) Thank you. You, you will find yourself in that place, whether you are in peak health, you will find Mm -hmm. yourself, you need to take care of yourself more in that. And then sometimes when things progress, you will find yourself in that place too. So there's a lot of work to be done. This is what I'm getting. Yeah. And, and Charmaine also, um, I keep wanting to say like the name Abby or it's the B part. I don't know. I think you've got somebody on this other side for you. Their name either starts with a B or it's like Abby or the, the B is like the emphasis of, and I feel like it's, it's like an older woman, like, you know, probably like grandmother generation or something who's, trying to look out and guide for you to put certain things in front of you to make decisions on. So I don't know if Abigail, Abby, or like a, a B name, but it's an older woman. I feel like it's like grandmother type um, is, is trying to give you signs. And so you need to maybe look for that as well. Signs of support and, um, I see a lot of white birds um, flocking to you, you know, or like flocks of white birds around you. Maybe that's for to identify a sign, but I just feel like there's like, like this older woman for you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Like the, 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 whether they're doves or just white birds, like I was seeing that too. And it was kind of like, this is time to release the past. You know, I, I just right. feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's. Okay. There you go. Some Sometimes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. She understands um, the grandmother's last name. Um, sometimes it's about, you know, spiritual work, we go, we go forward and we're like, I'm not going to be defined what has happened to me. And, and there's, there's times within our life where we ha- we have, we have extra time and we are releasing the past and we're becoming free in a different way. We haven't ever experienced before. And, uh, you know, I just mm-hmm. saw all those white doves and it was like releasing, releasing yeah. who she was for just, yeah, you're going to transform. You're going to transform before you fa- transform. You know, it's it's not about a physical thing. You're 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 gonna. This is a journey where you're gonna transform. Yeah, and and Charmaine, if I can ask, did uh, your grandmother? She lived a long life. I feel like like almost to a hundred. Um, and I feel like I see her hair's like just short of shoulder length. Um, I see she had kind of a bigger nose late in life you know um but she's like someone that like everyone would go to for advice like i feel like she was very wise and so she's kind of continuing that now so i don't know if you can validate any of that but i feel like she was kind of like a wise person in the community and certainly in your family and so she's looking out for you i feel like she was pretty 
elder when she passed. Um, but like had just kind of an interesting take on life and an interesting perception and would give like the right advice because she's experienced so much. So I don't know if you can validate that, but if so, I would say like look to her for guidance for you and to think about what would she do? What would she say whenever you have a question? What would she say about this? What would she do? And I think that that can provide some good guidance for you. What would she do? What she'd say? And um, the whole just release, like, there's going to be forgiveness experience on another level. And that's really what's going to change the energy. Forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, the last thing uh, I'll say is the name, like, Raphael came in, whether Raphael is in your family or it's Archangel Raphael. That was important to mention. And that popped into my head. And um, hi, Francis. And then I'm just going to give it back to Pete if you have anything else to say. And then we'll just, we'll take one more, right? I don't think there's much more to say. I mean, she's, I think she's going to have to think about it and digest it. And, you know, one thing that when you hear, when you get a reading, um, you know, we don't always think about and we don't always remember people's names or what they did or who they were during a reading. So take some time and um, reflect on all this and digest it. And that would go for Lynn as well. You want to take some time and think about it because some of the things we say may not make sense right in the moment, but later on you're like, oh yeah, how come I didn't think of that? <laughs> so it happens. So you got to take your time and digest there. And it looks like, um, Oh, she said the archangel. So there you go, Kelly. There you go. She just that she she works with Archangel Raphael. So bring that in. That's going to help with the healing. And then just learn about your history. Learn about your family. Learn about your history. There's there's a lot of aha moments to be had there. That's she does readings. Sure. That's awesome. Very good. So you know, awesome. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. All right, so let's see. Um, we can do a quick one-on-one or just a, whatever you want to do. Um, well, I think Tina was waiting. She wants any pull my way. Okay. And she did give her birthday before I saw that. I'll have to scroll up if so. Yeah. 926.76. Well, happy recent birthday. <laughs> Mine was on oh yeah, right. Yeah, mine was the mine was the twenty fourth. Um, well, let me see if I can get some for Tina while you work on that, if you want. Yeah, sure. Okay. Happy birthday, both of you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Another year older. Very <laughs> um, wiser. I got a couple card pulls, so I'll say a couple and I'll bounce to you. Go ahead. So, I'm trying to connect here. Absolutely. So um, with with Tina. Okay. So I focused on cards with you, Tina. Um, this is showing me that like the number one most encouraging force here, and this is really encouraging to go forward, is is expanding your social network expanding the way and frequency that you are, you know, sharing your life and sharing your needs 
and and having somebody who is an equal where they are either in the same place within their life or going through something similar, um, whether it is of a similar age range even where they can go, oh yeah, I get it from that perspective. But there needs to be more similar perspectives in your life where you don't feel like what you have to say is so easily misunderstood, interpreted, and even sometimes not even worth it. So going forward, um, I think I've talked about, because, you know, I, I know when people pop on the show regularly and there's been a theme of expanding and growing and getting out of your comfort zone. So now it's the acknowledgement of the friend as well. Need more of that. Um, and then right now, just, and then I'm going to give it over to Pete. Um, there's acknowledgement of just take better care of yourself. Your, your energies are not aligned. And so your body is feeling very up and down. It's leading to depressed, depression, depressive or anxious kind of feelings. And I just feel like food's not been consistent enough and the cycles aren't consistent enough. And so it's creating you to feel unbalanced and really we need to get our sleep and our food like more tightened and more consistent. And then it's just like, when we're, we're on a tizzy, we just, we, we're like, we doubt, we're like, we doubt some of the things like, what, can I even have things for myself? And we overthink things. And it's right now, self-care, self-love. And when you're in a place where you have a little bit of more of that, like continuing to get out of your comfort zone and not being so isolated. Okay. Pete, I'm getting it over to you. So for Tina, I'm wondering if there's connections to Boston with you. I don't know why I see that, but I just feel like there's, if there is connections to Boston with like your father or something like that. But what I get for you, um, you know, Kelly's kind of saying, saying a lot of what I'm feeling too, which is good. Um, but I get that like um, you can't get out of your own way a lot of the time. And so you let other people make the decisions in your life for you. You like can't get out of your own way. So I feel like I'm getting from like a father type figure, like to like, you have to be more confident, confident in what your gut tells you. Um, like, I feel like this person who's coming through, um, okay, she says no Boston. Maybe there's somebody who is a Boston baseball fan because I'm seeing a Boston Red Sox B, and that's what I keep getting. So maybe somebody wore a hat, all the, a Boston hat all the time. Um, but it's like, you know, you just can't get out of your own way enough to where you kind of let everything either fall into place or other people make decisions. And so you need to try and, you know, be more love baseball though. She loves baseball. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, I don't know, like trust your gut more. Like you have to move on that. You have to um, trust your moral compass and that it's going to set you in the right direction, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I, I feel like this to come from the other side, but I'm not sure who I, it feels like a, a male, like a, person who was like very decisive <laughs> in in life um kind of kind of kind of almost a stiff but was very decisive and like had a good gut and good moral compass 
I kind of see this guy. He's he's got very thin rimmed um, uh, round glasses and kind of a narrow face and kind of a long, like a pointy nose. Uh, if I were to put an age on him, he looks like he's probably in his seventies. Um, but just you know, he was very. Uh, everything in his life was like clockwork. He liked to have everything in place. And so he wants to like impart that onto you of like setting yourself up for a system that you can follow to make decisions and be steady with everything. Um, gosh, I, I just want to say it's fine. I don't know if your father's passed on, but it just feels like a real fatherly figure. Could, you know, could be an uncle too. I'm not sure. Sometimes uncles are protective and kind of feel that way too. But um, just that like you need to like set things up for yourself to like work like clockwork, I guess is. Um, Grandpa, she can, if she's yeah. like. Um, I mean, he seems like an old school guy. I, I'm trying to think if there's like a celebrity that he looks like that I could say. <laughs> Like I keep getting flashed somebody like with you and it just, it, it's like uh white hair, older gentleman dresses, very nice, um, orderly. Like you said, it's kind of yeah. funny. You said clockwork. Cause it's like orderly. And it was, if you can understand this, Tina, like um, the side of the family, like education was important. Um, it's like their life was in order. Like they, you know, they, they lived by society and things went well for them because they were hard workers and they had good connections and they figured out how to get to where they needed to go. And it was just like, everything kind of worked in clockwork. If you can, if you can understand this. And so it's like, um, they talked about hard work, but you didn't learn about the struggle. If you can understand that. Tina, they talked about hard work and you always had to work hard and, you know, people got things done, but you didn't understand your grandfather's struggle. Do you, do you understand that? And so that's highlighting for me, like, well, I don't know how my parents or my, my grandparents got off the ground. So how do I get off the ground? You understand that, Tina, you don't understand your grandfather's story so much with how he got where he needed to go man behind like the picture you understand that she says makes sense okay i like that she said that her grandpa reminded me reminded her of abe lincoln when she was a kid <laughs> it's got yeah like a long face and yeah slender real slender face also like there's like this beard thing if I don't know if there's any pictures where he has a white beard later in his life, but it's just, I can understand it. Cause I saw a tall man in a vest. Yeah. To me, and... he, he kind of, here's something that you can look up to me. He kind of looked like president Woodrow Wilson, but with a skinnier face. That's kind of the way this guy looks to me. And I didn't get a beard, but, um, you know, guys have beards, then they don't, then they do, and then they don't. And then they do, and then they don't. Yeah, that, it's, it is a hard one. The beard thing is a hard one, right? Yes, I hear you. There's so many phases and hairstyles and 
right? Well, um, I'm and, just seeing him very later, very yeah, later and, on. And even if if they could never grow facial hair, but always want a facial hair, they can show up in a reading with facial hair because it's how they want to be seen. It's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. So if you can understand facial hair at any time or on and off facial hair, Tina, just pipe it down. And it's just really, it's like, you never really got to hear the stories of how, you know, your grandpa, your grandpa made it. And I feel like this was a man who really kind of bucked up within his life. And he was kind of hard on others too, because of that at times, because he figured it out. So, you know, others should figure it out. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just it ingrained within the family kind of being hard on oneself. If you can understand yeah. that too, Tina. And the number one thing I was originally um, just picking up for you was just like the self-love and gentleness and with the self-love, just more consistent, um, you know, cycles with the food and the sleep and, and making sure that you have an increasingly a better support system. Because if we don't have the best support system with what we've come into sometimes or we need a new support system, um, that's where we are in our life. Like the old doesn't work for us or what we know prior, what we've been taught prior by our family, we go, huh? Yeah, actually I'd rather do with something different or that doesn't work for me. And that's the phase we're in. So continue to open up the energy. That's what I'm getting. Um, he did have a long beard. beard. <laughs> there you go. Till cancer. cancer, but yes, was a good, strong, quiet man. Um, you both sound 100%. My feelings lately, thank you. Um, much appreciate the input from you both. Um, yes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. The good, so he didn't, he didn't get to share his life story. It was just about, okay, work hard. You work hard. Um, but, yeah. I feel like okay. that there's, I feel like, one last thing here, Tina, is I feel like, there is a gray box that may have some leather on it, but a gray box that someone in your family has. You might have to ask around. And it actually has letters from him to his wife or possibly if he had a daughter. There's some letters that somebody's got in a box from him from long ago. And it would be great for you to get those and read those. And I think you'll have a better understanding of what's going on with you right now. So it's like a gray box, but it may have some like leather bounding on it or something that's got some handwritten letters from him. Look around, look around, mm -hmm. ask mom and dad what, um, you know, items they have and sometimes they don't even know they have it like i've just right. been sent boxes sometimes from family member from family members oh you know so and so collected it i know some of what's in it but i don't know what's all in it just go rummaging go rummaging and put some um pieces together and uh just take what works take what works within the family dynamic and then you get to reinvigorate and revitalize what goes into your family dynamic. And sometimes the greatest um, bolsters within that 
of inspiration comes from outside the family at times, as well as inside the family. So it comes from more than one place. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So grandpa wants to give you some inspiration because he's like, don't forget about us. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm just like fly your freak flag. Like it's just like dare to be different. Like like you just just mix it up. Like you, you, I just I feel like you're overthinking how you want to mix things up and how different you are and your you know what you like to do and just right. your interests. Like blow it, blow it off, blow the roof off as we're we're exploring all the family dynamics and stuff. Just, right. I hope you can take that message, Tina, as well. So. We will, we will, unless you have anything else to say, P, I think we'll, we'll, we'll go with that about celebrating people flying their flags. <laughs> there you go. I'm down for that. Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Pete, for being here and doing some readings as well as getting the word out for the conference in November. Everybody, it's November 10th. Through the 12th uh, Paranormal Port Gamble. Uh, you can find uh, more information on the events in town and also the conference, the Port Gamble uh, Conference in Port Gamble, Washington. Uh, yeah. Anything more you'd like to say in that? And then also I'm going to give you the last word of the final inspiration for closing the show with. Yeah. Um, well, anything you want to find out about the ghost conference, ghost walks, special investigations, or getting readings uh, with me, you can go to portgambleparanormal.com and everything's right there. And um, my work, mostly mediumship, seems to be more like evidential mediumship, like objects and things like that that you can go find. Uh, but it's certainly a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so just look up portgambleparanormal.com or portgamble.com and you'll see all the info there. And I want to say thank you for having me on the show today. So it was fun. It is. You never know what you're going to get, right? Right. What is a piece of inspiration, um, a saying, a thought within your own life, a learning and knowing that you'd like to share before we yeah. close out? Well, when I had my show on the same station that you were on, uh, the Paranormal Pete Show, <clears throat> which, by the way, I have most of my past episodes up on my YouTube channel. So if you look up uh, Paranormal Pete Show, um, I used to close my show with this. The, um, the past is history. The future is a mystery. But today's a gift because it's the present. And to remind yourselves each day of that, because if you can take a few minutes each day to be in a state of presence, be there in the moment where you're at with the people you're with and, and, and have that moment of being present, you will be open to all the love and everything out there in the universe and everybody on the other side tries to give you all the time. So be present. It makes your time with those you love even more quality. Um, so just remember that just be present and remember that ghosts for people wants to just like you and me. So enjoy the present. And with that said, yes, thank you, Pete, paranormal Pete or Bea for being on the show with us today. I'm sure we'll, we'll see you in the future. It's always a pleasure. Please check out the events and his offerings. Um, everybody uh, go with love, luck, light. Don't forget to live.
and we will see you on Friday for the reading show. Um, See you then. Take care. Bye.